listening to It's All About Perspective with your hosts, Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos and Principal Robert Hinchliffe. Join us as we discuss education from various points of view. Take the challenge of listening to see if your opinion changes. But no matter where you stand on the issues, remember, it's all about perspective. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to It's All About Perspective. I am super excited to be here today to talk about something that I have two different perspectives on. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Abigail Peterson, my co-host. I am Robert Hinchliffe, and I am the principal at Tyrone Thompson, and I have perspectives on this as well because I don't know that there's a right answer or right perspective, but it's it's an interesting topic. Okay, so let's just jump right into this. Uh, as we know, and as I've shared on the podcast before, I, my out of my three kids, two of them are still in the public school system, and both of them, um, well, our whole public school system for how many weeks, 30 plus weeks, was in complete 100% distance learning mode, right? Do you remember how many weeks it was? All the weeks run together right now. I don't even yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I, I mean, because my, I want to say like three quarters of the year, and it really was. But um, anyways, and so my kids were doing distance learning um, the whole year. And I just received in the mail last week awards for my daughter. And so they were, I came home and uh, it had already been opened because it had her name. So of course, since it had her name, she felt the liberty to open it up (laughs) and she, and it was already opened. And so I picked it up and I saw that she had won the president's education awards for outstanding academic achievements. Yay, that's wonderful, right? Good that's for Mariah. Amazing. Yes. She, you know, she is a and very bright I, young lady. Well, then I see this award. The live session superstar for 2020 and 2021 for excellence in attendance and participation in live sessions. Great job. I'm sorry. Shouldn't everybody have this award? I mean, everybody should be participating. Well, okay. I see your point of view. Like, yes, everybody should be participating, but no, everyone should not get an award for this because some kids sat there with their camera off and didn't do anything. But I don't feel like this warrants an award. Like I, I I see your perspective. I'm like, I'm just blown away that she received an award for participating in doing what she was supposed to be doing. So you're, you're making a great point. This is getting interesting fast. I struggle greatly. My perspective, I don't like people being awarded or rewarded for doing things that they should already be doing. What's expected. Absolutely. So for example, one thing that we will not hand out ever at Thompson, as long as I'm the principal is a perfect attendance award. You should be at school. Mm-hmm. And well, furthermore, in elementary school, the award should go to the parents because they're the ones dropping you off or getting you up. Or making you late. Or, you, you, I mean, there's multiple factors that come with an attendance award. And I think that if you're a parent who makes your kids go to school and, and make sure they're on time and, and it's, education is your top priority, maybe, you know, you have this perception that your child should win, you know, I'm 
doing air quotes on win because it's not win. You don't win this kind of award, but this perfect attendance award. But imagine if you have a child who has an autoimmune disease or who has something that they have to be pulled out on a regular basis to go get treatment or to go get their blood drawn, that child will never receive a perfect attendance award. Well, I mean, you're kind of leading it. There's so many ways we can go on this, but one of the things I'm trying to decide right now for next year is what awards or recognition are we going to hand out at the new school? We didn't have a normal year this year, so next year we'll have awards. Mm Mm-hmm. Back when we were at Smith, we did, when I got there, we did honor roll or perfect attendance or, you know, presidential fitness or various other things. And we got away from that because we got into growth mindset and we wanted to reward the progress and the process of the of the work the students has done. Mariah, God love her. She's a great kid. Honor roll is a great thing. But what about the kid that works his tail off that's never going to be on honor roll? Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's another one. Here's another one. This is so fascinating. It's a great topic. I get so many thoughts on this. At schools that are in, uh, let's go with low SES areas. We see awards all the time about the uh, Rhodes Scholar from a high school that is in a lower SES area. Where's the award for the kid that goes home and takes care of his five siblings at night, but still manages to show up the next day and graduates? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we celebrating that kid? Mm-hmm. You know, like those are the things we should be celebrating. One of the things back a few years ago when we had a staff discussion on awards that I find very compelling is the simple fact that there are the students that it comes very easy to them and they put no effort in and they show up and they they make the A's, but they might not have a good attitude. They might you know, they might be a little bit of a bully. They might, you know, and then you have the students that, like you said, are working so hard and really put forth effort and are really kind and considerate and exemplify these traits that we're trying to promote in this day and age of compassion and empathy and sympathy and um, growth mindset. And yet, those sometimes, not always, but sometimes those students will never get the straight A award or the honor or or even the, um, you know, those awards that are like, oh, the special student, the star student award. They may never be that star student. And so should we be awarding students based on academics? I, I guarantee you we have teachers out there who are saying absolutely. But why? Why? I I was just going to say, I attribute it to how we were raised. Sure. And we always go back to how it was for us. Well, I remember when I was in third grade and I made straight A's and I got the, you know, the straight A award or the honor roll or the perfect attendance. And, And so we go back to a different day and age now. It's completely different. It is. So again, it, I guess it comes back to what do we want to what do we want to recognize? Do we want to recognize honor roll for students that show up and who um who have an IQ of 160 and can basically pass any test that they want to or need to? We want to give them an honor roll award. Is that challenging them? Is that making them better? Debatable. 
But again, what do we want to reward? What do you need in life? Like when we when we started the house points, it was all about using growth mindset characteristics to reward points because that's what we wanted to foster in kids. Um, honesty, overcoming adversity, conquering the dip. Having grit. Having grit. Like those are the things that are going to get you through life. Do you remember, Abby, were you on the honor roll in fourth grade? Um, yes, I was. Okay, well, <laughs> but did it change your life? Like, has that got you anywhere? Or, no. or is your perseverance more important? A- absolutely. I, I, will, I will be the first to say, and I've said this in previous podcasts, that nobody asks you, well, let me see your report card from your third grade year or your fifth grade year. Or, you know, let me see what your, there is no such thing, at, well, at least not that I'm aware of, of a GPA in elementary school. You know, and nobody has asked me in all of my working experience, no one has yet asked me, can I see your perfect attendance award from from first grade? You know, nobody has asked me that. It's just a fascinating topic because what do we want to reward? And in today's culture and in today's society, a lot of people get awards when they shouldn't. You know, everybody gets the trophy type of thing. Yeah, but again, that's how we were raised. So you have cultures, you have generations kind of bumping up against each other here. But I think there's a lot of teachers that would agree with us, but the parent pressure is so strong and it can sometimes be so aggressive that we as teachers just do it because we don't want to fight the parents. So I fell into this trap as well. When we went to growth mindset awards rather than honor awards, I had a parent call and he was upset because his daughter wasn't going to get the same awards and honorable and and perfect attendance as his son did three years before then. And all of his kids needed to have those same awards. And he did not want to hear anything about the new research on growth mindset or my opinion. I can hear him saying, I don't really care about your opinion. But he was the only parent out of 90 or 490 that had that problem. And his his wife was the <laughs> nicest lady. So rather than her having to deal with him, I printed off the awards and I sent them to her just to help her out. And then what's even funnier is kind of a funny ending is that he we didn't have a, award ceremonies for uh, on a roll or anything. So he set up a, um, an award ceremony for his daughter at the park on Saturday for people to come. And it rained in Las Vegas that day. Which is rare. So, you know, yeah, which is rare. So anyways, I thought that was kind of poetic justice. But also, you know, like parents want certain things, like you just said, so we succumb to pressure. And I did too, because it was just easier, honestly, to just print the awards. But I, I found a thing here, which is which is very good. It's a, it's a Venn diagram. And it says on the left is what we measure. And on the right is what leads to success. Mm -hmm. On the left, we measure memorization, compliance, GPA, SAT, attendance. Okay. What leads to success? Hope, perseverance, social intelligence, cognitive flexibility, optimism, creativity, frustration tolerance. And in the middle is critical thinking and problem solving skills. So again, what we are recognizing, GPA, SATs, compliance, is that's what we're measuring, but that's not going to lead you to success. And I think I used a stat before where they did a recent survey that the vast or the average GPA of millionaires these days was 2.8. Mm-hmm. So again, when you come back to 
rewards or awards or recognition, shouldn't we as a culture shift to the process rather than the outcome, which is growth mindset based? Well, of course. And like I said, I think most educators and teachers would agree with us. But the pressure from the parents and where we are in society right now, I feel like it's it's we're trying to turn the tide, but it's hard because you have those parents that make it difficult and say, but 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 it's like their badge of honor. And that's one thing that drives me crazy is, you, you know, yes. You know, we're both parents and and you do feel like your children are a reflection of you. But I told my oldest son, I said, look, if you don't get into college, that's on you. It's not going to change my life at all. My my bank account is not going to go down. My you know, my degree that I earned and that I received is not going to be taken off of the wall because you choose not to go to college or you, you know, you, you don't hit those expectations. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with me. It's going to be on you. It's your personal choice. And it's not necessarily a reflection of me, but not all parents see things that way. You make a good point that it might be a badge of honor to say, oh, look at me. I'm such a great parent. And I'm not saying I haven't done it. I have pictures that pop up on Facebook of my daughters winning awards for straight A's long before we got rid of um, the honor roll. But again, if parents would just stop and look at what has made them successful or not, they would realize that the traits we're trying to, to create in your students are the ones that are going to make you successful. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to have adversity. I mean, look at last year. Everyone had adversity and the vast majority of people overcame it. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to be flexible. Last year. And last year is a microcosm of having a growth mindset if there ever was one. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Your daughter is basically getting awards for doing what she's supposed to do. Well, in reality, we all had to do it. I guess to coming back to it, should we all get this certificate for being online and participating. Is that going to make everybody happy? I, and, and I personally, like I said, I just, I think it's kind of ridiculous because I'm like, this is what you were supposed to do. This is what the expectation was. The expectation is to show up and participate and, and do your best and, and have some grit and put in the best that you can do and, and move on. That's that's the expectation. But you know what I like in this too? I liken awards to like a pageant. This is the everyday person's pageant. You know, everybody wants their child to be in the beauty pageant. You know, everybody wants their child to win the award and be the, you know, and be the bright and shining star. And so this is, you know, awards at schools tend to be this, you know, pageant type of, of atmosphere. Okay. So let's, let's think about that. Then every parent, we agree. Every parent wants your child to win an award. We all agree. We want our child to be good at something. When your baby is born, you don't look at them and think, Oh, I want them to be a failure. No, no, you don't. You think, Oh, I want them to be an Olympian or a doctor or a lawyer. So let's go upon the premise that every parent out there wants their child to win an award. Should teachers hand out an award to every student in your opinion? And if so, what awards should they hand out? I think we we come into this very, very 
you know, sticky territory, because then that almost sounds like everybody gets an award. And then we start making up awards. We start making up the awards like, oh, well, you're the, you know, you you have the what? nicest handwriting award. And you, you know, it's like the candy awards that teachers do at the end of the year, you know. And I mean, it, is it okay? Yeah, I guess. It was never for me as, you know, as a kindergarten teacher. I was not really, I, I didn't give out candy awards. I didn't give out everybody gets an award. I, I feel like... There should be things all along during the school year of the teacher provide, you know, providing that feedback to those students and giving them one of the, one of the things that I wanted to promote in my students, even as young as they were at five and six years old, is to promote that independence and to promote that self motivation and intrinsic drive. And, and I feel like if that happened, and even if it was just a little bit of progress, it was progress. So I think if you feel obligated to hand out an award to every student, I think it should be something that you're trying to instill in a child. For example, you get the grit award, you get the perseverance award, you know, you overcame adversity all year. Here's an overcoming adversity award. You were always honest and honesty award, but then you have to be careful because some teachers, I saw this floating around online, where some teachers, I don't know if it's teachers pay teachers or where they got it, but they got awards. And one of them was the Chatterbox Award. <laughs> so, okay. If you give a student the Chatterbox Award, what are you trying to reinforce? Or are you trying to be funny? Ha ha. Okay. If you're trying to reinforce that the student talks a lot and you want them to come out of their shell, yeah, you got to word it very clearly. Otherwise, the parent might think, oh, you're picking on my kid for talking all the time. Right. You know, like, again, awards, if you're going to do them, they have to serve a purpose that's positive. I think I don't think you can joke around with them. It's interesting that you say that because, I, you know, what goes hand in hand with this conversation is sometimes the divisiveness among parents that comes with awards. And you said just a few minutes ago previously about it being a badge of honor for parents. And you and I both know people, um, maybe not even the same people, but you haven't seen them for, you know, for nine months. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of people in the last year because of this, of our, of our global pandemic, but you run into them. And the very first thing they want to tell you is, Oh, my child, let me tell you what happened. They made the master, you know, trumpeting team they 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 are the first chair in the orchestra there and while that's all cool you know it's more of to me their badge of honor well but again your children are your legacy so you're going to want to brag about them most people do if you look at instagram but what if they do but what if what if they what if they have straight a's in first and second grade and they get to third grade and it, and multiplication is hard yes and they don't get straight a's are they going to be that parent that runs into the uh, to the principal's uh, office and demand and say well uh, my child has always had straight a's and this year it must be the teacher or it must be you know yeah. you, blah, blah 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 you know that's and and to me that that's not the right attitude. You're not teaching your child anything here, just like you did with the parent here. Here's your piece of paper. It's it, it doesn't mean anything. I was listening to one of Christy, my wife's classes that she was taking. And the principal of a high school said, 
that students get to high school and it's a very rigorous program they're not used to. And all of a sudden they get a C on the report card and their hopes and dreams of being a valedictorian are gone. And they don't know how to react to it. They don't know how to react to it because the elementary and middle school didn't teach them that what is more important is, did you try your hardest for that C Mm -hmm. rather than the outcome? Third grade at our school, God bless those ladies because they had to rip the bandaid off sometimes because third grade, all of a sudden things got really real. It's challenging. You throw in math with way bigger numbers and your, your writing gets extensive. And then you're up into, you know, you're up into books that are very complex and all of a sudden it's challenging. It is because we're trying to cram it in. And sometimes the pacing is faster. It, it, it's different. It's different. And, and it's just not, you know, it's not fair to put these. And I almost feel like it's putting these expectations on this, on the kids. And then I've seen them as young as kindergarten have extreme anxiety. I remember, I don't know if you remember this, but one year you you were brand new to our school. And um, I think it was maybe my first or second year of teaching kindergarten and it was half day. And I remember this family and they had adopted this little girl and then the parents split up and the mom ended up having a second family and the dad ended up having a second family. And then here is their little adopted daughter going back and forth between these two, you know, two families. And this little girl, I remember one day coming in on a Friday, she was walking up um, and the, the dad was like drilling her on the sight words. And she was like hyperventilating. She was like, <laughs> and, and I remember her sitting down at my table and she was like, but I have to get all these right. I have to get all these right because my daddy said that, you know, if I don't get them right, then I, I can't have ice cream after school. And I decided that day, I was like, you know what? I'm like, it's okay. I'm like, let's go, let's, let's stand up and let's go um, pick out a book to read. And I remember diverting her attention and not sight word testing her that day. And that day I talked to, I, I think her mom, I don't remember who picked her up, but I remember talking to them and I said, I will no longer sight word test her. I said, because the anxiety that she's showing over this site, I mean, sight word testing, like it, it's not that big of a deal. We're setting her up for, for an anxiety attack at six years old. That's not healthy. It's okay if you make mistakes. So, Everything is not perfect. And and we talk about in growth mindset. Yes. You know, as you're saying, oh, well, I just ruined my chance to become the valedictorian. How many times did Walt Disney apply, you know, have these great ideas and get turned down? How many times did J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter, get turned down? Multiple multiple. And that's what we teach kids. Persevere, keep going, you know, keep trying, you know, try a variety of things. You don't have to, if you don't want to pursue medicine, it's okay. It's okay to go into education. It's okay to go into computer science. I said earlier that we're bumping generations up against each other because the parents today are a different generation than we were in elementary school. And if we're being really honest, in today's world, work ethic is kind of not as strong as it used to be. So the things that that generation, in most cases, I'm I'm totally generalizing, value 
are not what you and I value or what school is trying to teach the kids. Does the parent value a kid getting an A without trying? Uh, or, you know, does the parent value that the kid getting something when they didn't really deserve it? I don't know. You know, like when you go like in the grading report reform where now all of a sudden the kid's going to get a minimum 50% F that drives a lot of people crazy because they're getting something for nothing, which in a way is kind of becoming a microcosm of society, society in the Mm -hmm. United States. And that's just, that's just the way it is. Some people aren't going to like that. So does the society value things such as, awards and recognition for something you didn't work for when we are trying to teach kids you have to work for this you have to do this you have to persevere it's a struggle because again i just think generations are bumping up against each other and values are kind of kind of going in separate directions it just makes me wonder at what point did we turn that corner because i remember in elementary school my parents you you respected the profession. My parents respected what the teacher had to say. They, whatever the teacher said was kind of gospel. If there was an issue, I, I didn't have any trouble at school, but my brother did. My brother is between my sister and I. And my brother was a very, very intelligent young man, but he just, he just was not motivated at all. And so my parents never blamed the teachers. My, you know, parents, they, they were upset at my brother because he wasn't the one putting in the effort, but somehow between my generation, you know, of the eighties, let's say, and the two thousands. So within this 20, 25 year span, all of a sudden there's become this big shift of demanding that teachers change grades, demanding that, that their kids, you know, if, if the teacher doesn't give the, their student all A's or all E's even, it's the teacher's fault. And it's okay to not be perfect. It <laughs> That's is the, okay. P, the PSA for today. <laughs> yeah, it's okay to not be okay. Um, yeah, I hear it a lot, you know, with parents. Well, they've always had straight A's or, you know, their brother had straight A's or what mm-hmm. have you. But we have got to shift it somehow elementary people out there or even just educators we have got to shift this somehow where students stop getting rewarded for not working or for um not putting forth their best effort or just getting rewarded because we've got to shift it to where people earn the recognition that they deserve otherwise it's going to be an interesting time in the future and i i just it just it's just got to happen. I don't know where we went off the rails, like you said, where all of a sudden everybody gets a trophy. I feel like it was probably the 2000s. I don't know. It's, it's, it's Society is an interesting time right now because everybody is so sensitive about everything. And how dare you not give my son or my daughter this or or what have you. But again, and I was thinking earlier too, mm-hmm. the reason that it matters so much is because GPAs matter Getting into college matters not near as much as it used to. So if they don't have that A, they can't go to college or they can't go to the college. The parent wants them to. And again, we're valuing the wrong thing. We're not we're not valuing the kid's effort and they busted their tail getting that B or worked really, really hard 
you know, I just wish like I really want to start this award. Someone out there, start this. Let's let's give uh let's give a grit and perseverance word to that high schooler who works six hours a night but still shows up at school next day. Who's valuing that? Let's do mm-hmm. that. Well, I I was gonna say I, I listen to a morning show um, every morning. And when I don't listen to it live, I listen to their podcast. That's how committed I am to the show. And they do something every morning that's tell me something good. And the tell me something good is not the top rated person. It's not the, it's not the, oh, you know, the beauty pageant queen. It's not the elite of the elite. And one of the stories that I heard a couple of weeks ago was about a young man who took the bus to his graduation and did not have shoes, did not have dress shoes. And so one of his teachers gave him his dress shoes to wear, you know, to the graduation. And here this kid rode the bus to his graduation, did not have family there, was by himself. And that is, tell me something good. That is, that is like impressive. You know what, Robert? I could care less if the kid had C's. I could care less. I mean, this kid had enough in him that he wanted to make it to his graduation, that he rode a city bus to his graduation so that he could graduate. That is exactly what we should be celebrating. That student should be doing the valedictorian speech because I guarantee you his path to the diploma was much more difficult than the valedictorian's path to the diploma. Kids work hard for for whatever GPA they get in high school now, whether it's 5.3 or 4.0 or whatever the GPAs are, I don't know. But let's value that kid who has no shoes but managed to get to school enough to graduate from high school. Why isn't that person Mm -hmm. all over social media? Like, I, I just think that's a fabulous story, and we have got to get to celebrating those things rather than the kid that didn't work but managed to get straight A's because they're just they're just born with with those genetics. Mm-hmm. Well, and I remember a couple years ago we would have these kind of very similar things, like you know, um, a tell me something good moment before our staff meetings. And there were a couple times that teachers shared perseverance type stories of their students and said, "Hey, you know," and and you know what? Those are the kind of things that are inspiring. Those are the kind of things that we want to highlight and we want to show because, you know, I call it helicopter parenting when you're just hovering and you're doing, you know, it's like the students that are getting straight A's. There are those kids. And especially this year, who was doing the work? Was it the kid or was it the parents? Who's do you know, you see these, we don't, you know, I know how you feel about dioramas and, and, and things like that, but it's like, you get these ones that are like so amazingly perfect. And you, you know, because you worked with me, so you can back this up, but I would do this ginger, not a gingerbread, but like a, like a person project at the beginning of the school year. And I would give every student would pick out um, their own people, um, it was like this large little kid, you know, probably like maybe 16 inches high. And I had every person color. And I would tell the parents, I would say, let your child pick out whatever color they want. I did not dictate, oh, well, you know, you pick this skin tone and you pick this skin tone. I let them choose. And then I would tell the parents, let them do it. Let them do it. Who cares if it has six eyeballs? 
who cares if they if they wrote their name and and it's wonky but you could always tell the parents who we would share them and I would say, okay, well, who, who helped you with your project? Cause helping is okay. And they would say, oh, well, my mommy did it after I went to sleep. (laughs) And it would be like this perfect little Minnie Mouse, you know, and you could always tell. And I would, I would always, you know, laughing, jokingly tell parents, let them do it. Let them do it. They're never going to learn if you, all they learn is that you can do it better. All they know is you can do it better, you can do it faster, and you can do it neater. That's all they learn. Yeah. So kind of going forward now, like next year, we are going to do some amazing awards and recognitions for kids based upon our five houses, our school. Our five houses are positivity, integrity, curiosity, sincerity, and tenacity. So, you know, I definitely feel like we at Thompson and at Smith, we did a good job of doing what we're talking about, Mm -hmm. but more people have to do it. We have to start recognizing the things that matter in life. Otherwise we're going to continue as a society to value the things that don't. And I think too, one thing that we did at Smith years ago was we really tried to educate the parents and we had, you had growth mindset um, classes for parents, um, for families. And did the whole school come? No, but there's enough sometimes that it kind of rubs off. It rubs off when, when there's um, after school activities and the parents are out front and, you know, talking, there's, there's enough that it kind of gets around. And especially if, even the teachers themselves have those frank conversations with parents and say, Hey, look, you know, um, we're, we're not having straight A awards this year, but your, your student, they're always, you know, kind to other students. They're always helpful to other students. You know, they help take care of the school, all of the things that, that we would really hope would, we would want our students to be. Cause really do straight A's matter? Does perfect attendance matter? Depends on your perspective. <laughs> but as we always like to say, no matter where you stand on the issues, no matter where you're at, it is truly all about perspective. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We would love to hear your perspective on this episode. Head over to our Instagram page, It's All About Perspective 2021, or our Facebook and Twitter page and share your opinion. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. And one last thing, remember, it's all about perspective. Perspective.